Welcome to Simple Self-Care by Naturally Randy K, a podcast about creating healing practices that align with the natural rhythms of the season and your own inner wisdom. I created this podcast to show you that self-care is more than just a buzzword and a good intention. It's a way of being that can fit into your everyday life naturally, intentionally, and simply. Hello and happy October. It's here and we're here in our cozy sweaters with all things fall rituals today on the podcast and some tips for dealing with season transitions. It's a topic we tend to brush over, but it's a really intense time, especially right now going from summer transitioning into winter and it can bring up a lot of stuff. So I'm here to tell you that it's going to be okay, and I'm here with some tools for you and some things to consider as we are all working through the flittering flutters of of fall. And to help, I'm bringing back my friend and herbalist and creator of Lagom Body Co., Kristen Runvik, and she will be guiding us with her knowledge through this time of year. But first, I want to share some exciting updates to the Patreon page. So last week, I made an announcement about a new supporter community on patreon.com for where as little as $2 a month, you can support the production costs of this podcast and in exchange, get added content and bonuses and education to support you. And it will help me keep this podcast as advertisement-free or sponsor-free as possible. And you get a bunch of fun stuff. So it's a win-win, really. (laughs) And we already have our first handful of supporters. So if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you very much. So excited. And there are only a few spots left to get the free one-on-one mentoring bonus. And that's where we hop on a call and I get to help you personally work through some of your biggest self-care holdups, things that are getting in your way. Or if you if you don't really know where to start with your self-care, uh, I'm here for you. Also, my guest Anthony Ongaro from Break the Twitch last week, he is sharing free access to his incredible membership community. And that's full of all sorts of resources and audio classes on creating healthy habits and a healthy lifestyle. You don't want to miss out on that. And today, my guest Kristen is going to be giving away her whole body wellness guide for fall. And it's a $40 value and it's jam-packed with self-care rituals for autumn. So how to adjust your skincare ritual for shifting seasons from summer to fall, seasonal plants to support your immune system, to naturally ward off colds and flus, what plants, tinctures, teas, foods, supplements to include during your fall whole body wellness journey, and recommended at-home skincare practices for connecting with and being at home in your own body this time of year. So it's full of writing prompts and videos and It's just a very rich resource, and she's giving that away to the Patreon community. So be sure to sign up for that at patreon.com slash simple self-care. And know that your small monetary contribution makes such a huge difference. 
in bringing you this podcast and making it sustainable for seasons to come. So thank you. Thank you. And I promise to make it worth your dollars. Okay. So I love this conversation with Kristen so much. We do cover our favorite fall rituals and how to support yourself during the season change, but we also get on a few fun tangents about herbalism and plant medicine in general, like how to get high quality products that you can trust and how to educate yourself in choosing sustainable plants. Since there is a budding awareness of plants becoming endangered and threatened due to the popularity of them. So it's a really interesting thing to start educating yourself about. So we touch on that and we also chat about the power and importance of community this time of year and how to create one around you that you love. We also muse on about the magic of elderberries, the proper use of echinacea and more of that fun stuff. So sit back, grab a cup of tea, relax and enjoy the conversation. All right. So Kristen, here we are. (laughs) Here we are again. Here we are again. Last our listeners heard from you was what was two Januaries ago talking about winter skincare and then our magical Joshua tree adventure. Mm -hmm. And since then we have both been losing ourselves in the magical world of herbs and you have deepened your knowledge even more and amping up your skincare line, which is amazing. And if people follow me on social media, I refer to it relatively regularly because <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> and so I brought you on today to talk about the season of fall and that we're, we're moving into what that looks like for you because you live in the Pacific Northwest. So your fall is very different from mine, but just general things we can do this year, no matter where you live to embrace the season and move into some of the more intense weather seasons that tend to be difficult for lots of people. So I'd love for you to just start off with kind of where you've been with your studies and what you're kind of nerding out on right now. And we can start there and let that evolve into um, some more focused fall topics. Perfect. Yeah. So since the last uh, episode that we did on winter skincare, I finished herbalism school. So finished uh, two years. So the first year was all about like plant medicine. Second year was all about clinical physiology um, going a lot more deep into the body and how herbs actually help to support the body. So that has been something as a non-sciencey person or thinking that I was not a very sciencey chemistry person as a young person um, has been very enlightening. And so that's kind of something that I'm nerding out on these days, like learning about the constituents within herbs and how they actually impact the body to support our overall health. And um, one thing that I also have been getting really into lately is just this mindset or a shift in mindset around, you know, from using herbs for a very specific thing, like, oh, I have a headache, I should take um, like peppermint tea, um, as opposed to using plants and herbs in a holistic sense 
So yes, there's still places where we can, and I definitely have some of those that I can share for fall and when we're looking to support the immune system, but learning how to look at plants more so as a supportive ally to our lives, as opposed to being just kind of a band-aid for whatever we're going through. So those are kind of the things that I'm thinking about a lot lately. And then of course, with skincare, um, I've been going through some additional studies there. And so have been transforming the line. And my biggest project, which I, I'm trying to talk about more, but um, switching suppliers on a lot of things. So looking for a lot of regional um, farms and medicinal um, growers as well. So that has been a very exciting journey for me as well. So developing relationships with different farms across the US. So my, for example, my sunflower oil is now coming from a farm that actually grows all of their sunflowers and processes all of their own sunflower oil in Wisconsin. So that's really cool because, you know, having a relationship with people who are making your things that go into your skincare and your food is definitely awesome. So yeah, that's my big skincare project and finalizing some reformulations. So I can just like, I've been studying very intensely for probably like at least a year on all of this. So I'm ready to be done and have every, every, all the products live in their new attuned versions for a while. So I love it. Yeah. And I have experienced some of your new formulations and you can tell like one thing I have a follow-up question, but before I forget (laughs) with your products, um, I was at the lake this past weekend to do kind of like a business strategy retreat with myself and my dog. She's very insightful. So (laughs) it's great. And I usually like to start these things with like my ritual things. So I have a candle and something to clear the energy and I forgot them, but I'm like, Oh, I have my Lagom products. And so (laughs) I used your toner to like cleanse the space. And then I used the facial oil to like rub on my um, temples and around there. And then I just lit a match and blew it out and let that be the candle part. (laughs) But I feel like, um, because you're so mindful of those things, they get to be kind of a multi-purposeful. They're not just a facial product, but they're, they're truly self-care tools. And so, I guess I'd like to know more about why it's so important to work with these growers and have you found a difference with really making that a priority? Yeah, I think, well, for me, I love people and I like being able to support other small businesses. So as a small business owner, and I'm sure you can relate to this as well, Supporting other small businesses not only feels good, but it's good for the economy. It's good for developing those relationships. Um, and in terms of the ingredient sourcing, um, they, you know, I've I've kind of shifted from uh, working with, let's say, Mountain Rose Herbs. I mean, their ingredients are also amazing, but they source around the world, and they are a trustworthy place to source certain ingredients for sure. Or, I mean, all the ingredients are good, 
But um, for me, what I have kind of found to help with differentiating my products from others is that I can actually develop these relationships with um, local, locally sourced. I, you know, and it's been a project, right? So I started, since I'm in the Pacific Northwest, I've started with uh, my outreach here, but then there's of course some, some uh, plants that don't grow here. So I do have to go a little bit outside of my region to find uh, what I'm looking for. But yeah, in terms of quality, I find that you, know, you can get fresh things shipped to you. So I can actually, instead of, I mean, I do grow some things, but um, I can get those shipped to me fresh. I can get them freshly dried by the the growers themselves if it's the medicinal plants that I infuse into the, the oils um, and then like my products they are which are small super micro batch super small batch I'm able to also get small batch um, ingredients from these people because they're also small productions so I just find that the quality is higher and it, I feel like the, there's more integrity in them as well. And I feel, you know, when you use something, a product, you know, from someone who's putting a lot of um, intention and energy and love and heart into it, that you can really feel it. And I feel that, you know, the same goes for the raw ingredients that I put inside of my bottles. So have you found a difference in just using them yourself, like on your skin and, and with your clientele? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, what I find most interesting besides knowing how, um, like now I know who's actually, you know, like growing and selling my things. So I think about them and then the vibrancy also is different, right? The actual color of the products is different now where before, um, it, yeah, it's just, it has transformed in a way that they literally like the colors are incredible. I mean, natural products generally tend to be pretty beautiful anyway. Um, and they were before I went through the reformulation, but I found that, yeah, like they just, they're so much more vibrant and vital than they've been so well I do think of you and I put on my products I'm like oh <laughs> Krista put these labels on and she I did stir them up with love and on your ingredient list you have like made with love on there and I'm like I know that's true that's not just a gimmick you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and it's still you know it's still me doing all the things and I I always kind of thought that maybe I would just be my own business owner and I would just make things myself, but I've, you know, with growth over the years, I can definitely see a space for having employees who also care, you know, just as much as I do. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea. Like there's other plant nerds just like me who would love to help with this kind of thing. So (laughs) (laughs) it's very true. I've been experimenting with my own medicine making recently and making my own, um, body oils and, it's such a healing process. Like I'll be feeling frazzled or kind of in a depressed funk. And I, I'll even look at my, um, making the oils. Like originally I'm like, Oh, I got to finish. I, Oh, it's time to 
bottle that up. And so I'll just like start doing it like it's a chore. But then by the end, I like don't want to stop. And I'm like, oh, hey, plants. Like they're just like, (laughs) it's just the process of working with them and making your own has, I think, is healing me on a very deep level. So it's fun. It's, yeah. And I will say it's also, um, if you're not careful, well, you don't have to be careful if you don't want to, but this is kind of what happened to me where I was making the products and doing a lot of infuse, just like what you're saying. And then all of a sudden I had a business, right? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> right? Like making the things and then people, like, it was very, it was very unintentional in the, in the beginning because mm-hmm. I was just having fun with it. And then people started being, or started offering to pay. And I was like, what? Huh? Mm-hmm that's weird. It was such a mindset shift to go through all of that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think working with plants is it, you know, it really does connect you with nature. It connects you if you're using plants and working with plants that grow uh, near you and throughout the seasons, it helps you connect with the seasons. It helps ground you in your body. It helps you just get out of your head and be using your hands for a very tactical, practical, fun way and then of course the the aromatics of plants I that is something for me I'm definitely a a very sensory person in that way like I love the smells of things and uh, that's a whole other formulation aspect where there's the very functional ingredients the oils that all do something different and then there's the essential oils if I use them in a product and choosing them and why I choose them. And that is, I just finished uh, reformulating the spot treatment that I had for a while and it was gone for a few months, but I did a whole blend series, just trying to find a happy medium between some of the, the plants that I'd used before, like yarrow, which can be very, some people love it. Some people like are, it's overwhelming for them. And combining that with more, I guess, friendly smells like lemon and, um, which is also a very healing plant. So yeah, it's, it's too fun. It's really too fun. (laughs) Well, I'm curious about how your education and your practice, like how it has evolved each season into your own lifestyle, because I found with my own adoption of seasonal practices and then combining with my knowledge, like each season, I feel like I get to go deeper with how I care for myself. And it kind of just happens naturally because of what I'm learning and nerding out about. And so with you and your business, how has that changed how you treat yourself? And especially we can blend that into the fall season topic. This, oh, I love this question. So I will preface this and say, as a woman who also grew up in the Midwest, uh, I did not really, I didn't really grow up in a family that was very outdoorsy. In the winter, we spent, and fall, winter, I feel like a lot of people are like this, but um, spent a lot of time inside or going to the movies or um, everything was inside. I didn't really spend a lot of time outside. I didn't really have much of a connection with the outdoors when it was the fall and winter. I really, I dreaded it as a, I love summer and that's still true to this day, but moving to the Pacific Northwest and 
you know, the seasons are clearly very different here, but I think overall what made the biggest impact was going to herbalism school and starting to do that self-exploration through herbalism. Um, in class, you know, we would spend a lot of time learning the seasonal plants, learning what was growing. We would go out on plant walks, even if it was pouring down rain, or we would go on hikes in the summer and find out what was uh, growing at that time or that ele different elevations as well. You know, we'd go up in the mountains, but um, in terms of how this has impacted my business and just the way that I kind of explore the seasons and live through them is that I have found a much deeper connection to nature in general and have really started to appreciate the energetics and the, the plants that grow or die during the season um, and just making space for myself and my, you know, all the feelings that come up depending, you know, we're in fall. So that usually is a contracting time. Whereas summer, again, is my favorite, but it's a very extroverted, it's very yang. But I find this is on the contrary with my business. I find like I get very focused in fall. And it's when I get things done and I get very organized. I guess that makes sense. But, um, but yeah, the plants have really helped me just stay in this earthly realm, right? I can, I definitely have um, a very active mind and I can worry a lot and overthink things a lot, but plants have just, you know, my, my rule every, especially in the winter and fall is getting outside every day. doesn't even matter if it's for like one minute, like getting my butt outside, <laughs> smelling the fresh air, seeing what's going on, seeing what plants, what they're doing, you know, just noticing. What about you? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say one thing that I like to do, I guess, in the, I walk a lot more in the fall than in the summer, like to my studio is like 12 blocks from my house. And so I, I like to take my time in nature more in these harsher seasons. And like, I mean, autumn is my favorite time of year. So I just really live it up and I try to be outside as much as possible, especially right now. Cause it's been like 75, 80 degrees. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so cold changing. here. Really? Yeah. The it's leaves been cold and rainy already. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> we've had like summertime weather without it being like gross. And then the evenings and the mornings are like crisp autumn. Like it's just been amazing. Um, and so I do walk more and um I like to walk in the winter. I love the crunch of the snow and I love like the crispness of my nose you know um <laughs> but you have to be careful in Fargo <laughs> when you walk in the winter it's like a really rare day actually but like you I do try to to get outside and I'd say for fall it's when I'd like to get my exercise routine in place at least that's what I'm telling myself <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to it <laughs> well I think like it's just the last chance to really refuel your reserves and I mean autumn is the harvest time so that's 
you know, that makes sense. But when you really stop and think about it, I mean, in our modern world, we don't um, really need to do that as much, but the farmers are still doing it. You know, the growers are still doing it. So we can have things, um, more things year round. But I feel like whatever I maybe didn't get to get to in the summertime, like it's like, okay, get outside, eat well, go to the farmer's market, like store some food and just like get it together because, because winter is coming, you know, like <laughs> winter is coming. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I feel like each season becomes more like organic of a process. I don't have to think as much about like, oh, it's fall. I better check these things off my list. It just starts to feel like how I operate, especially focusing on the plant world. Cause you really do have to know what's in season and, and mm-hmm. where you can get things. And, and there's joy to every season because you know, what's going to be popping up or wouldn't the best time to harvest the roots for this thing or that. And yeah, that's oh. my, that's my tangent, I guess. <laughs> no tangent. I, I definitely resonate with that. I, I used to, uh, dread certain seasons. I always hated fall. I hated winter. You hated fall? You're like the first person I've met that hates fall or hated fall. Yeah. I don't hate fall now. (laughs) (laughs) But when I was a Midwestern girl who just like wasn't, I didn't have the relationship that I do with the earth now. I, I mean, I definitely grew up outside and I was, you know, I had a different relationship with nature. Let's put it that way. But I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I did not like the the coolness. I didn't like knowing that, you know, it was going to, I was going to be stuck inside. It was kind of that feeling. But now, like you said, uh, I definitely resonate with the notion of just, no, yeah, it's a very organic process. And there is a, an aspect of appreciation and gratitude for every season. And it, is a reflection of life, like human life and uh, life on earth, where we all live through these seasons as well. So um, I just find it as, I find it very, I I guess I'm trying to think of the right word, like liberating in a sense, where mm-hmm. you can just be um, present every day and you're not just thinking about the future or the past or how, you know, and you know how a lot of people talk about the weather and how like um that's kind of like a common complaint that's not a complaint really in my life anymore I'm just like okay it's just that I mean if, if you have a garden you gotta know though that's one yeah. thing you gotta know <laughs> but other than that you know it's just yeah so it's been an evolution for me but uh living in a seasonal way has been life-changing in a lot of ways mm-hmm I definitely relate to the being more focused and productive in the fall. And I think Mm -hmm. that does kind of feed into that squirreling idea, you know, like just, you got to (laughs) get, you can't see her, but she did a very wonderful squirreling uh, impression. (laughs) Digging. Um, Digging, yes. (laughs) And you kind of do like, it's just like, there's just this push to, to get things done and wrap things up. And Mm -hmm. I think I intentionally do that as well um and it's kind of like a 
another form of springtime, you know, where springtime, I feel like you're, you know, dusting things off and, and opening the windows and stuff and cleaning it out. But I also feel like it's like the opposite where you want to clean things out. So you don't take it with you into the winter and make sure you only have what you really need or want. Um, Cause especially here, like even my house can just feel like this cave um, for a while. And if I've got too much clutter or I haven't cleaned well, that's going to be with me you know, for <laughs> a while. So yeah. that's definitely one of my fall rituals is to clean and declutter and just mm-hmm. get my nest ready, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the last, I've been working on a few products for the last maybe like four or five months and um, kind of just sitting on them. You know, I I just doing a lot of research and testing and I definitely, to me, that really reflects that summer energy. I'm just like going out, I'm exploring, checking out new things. I did a lot of ordering to check out new suppliers and working with different um, um, growers and farmers. And then it was like, two weeks ago. Well, also because I'm moving across the country, there is, you know, that fire under my butt also, but I was like, all right, four new products are coming out and this, I'm just going to go. Cause there's an aspect to you with me of the perfectionism of trying to get, you know, the best possible formula that I can get, which I think is a good thing overall, but it can kind of hold you back. So yeah, I was just like, here's, here's four new products for fall. <laughs> and I've got I am working on a few more but I'm like I need to just yeah sit on that. yeah I think there is a tendency to overdo it in the fall too like a lot of my clients just body work wise but like my self-care clients like they are so frazzled in the first month like September it's back to school it's yep. a change it's like all of a sudden you get snapped back into reality and there's all these new things to do. And I think the season change is really intense and it stirs people up more than they recognize. Like Mm -hmm. the, the wind, the cold, the things you're not used to, like it just can mess with you. And so it's, it's frazzled outside, it's frazzled mm-hmm. inside and, and we don't really, all the, frazzles. all the frazzles. So it's like the, there's, there's good and bad to each season, you know, mm-hmm. or pleasant things and not so pleasant things. <laughs> um, and so I find that having grounding practices mm-hmm. are vital through this season, like through turning into fall, winter and coming into spring, summer, like those two times of the year, it's like, you really got to stick to what grounds you or Mm -hmm. else you're going to float away with the autumn leaves. You know, you're going (laughs) to crash and burn. And yes, that, that was definitely my, uh, in my mind, what I saw was being in like a race car and then just slamming on the brakes. mm -hmm. That's what it feels like when you come into fall, you're just like, Oh my gosh. And yeah, I, I think also if you, this has been the case for me, I can't speak for you or anyone else who follows seasonal practices, but for me, 
I have found that by, especially with fall, with having these really grounding practices that I actually am able to improve my health and I'm able to prevent a lot of um, the typical sick, low immunity things that I used to experience a lot in the fall and same for spring, but knowing kind of what my body needs and listening to it and then taking you know the right action has been really, really helpful. And, you know, for the last few winters, I haven't gotten super, super sick or had a lot of allergic reactions to what's going on outside where that used to be kind of just my life. I just accept, accepted that that was the case. And once I learned some of these plant things, I have been able to support my body through the seasons, which is, I love that that's a very practical way to support yourself as you go. Yeah, I agree. And it almost is, I'm realizing that my body is getting healthier each season, but I'm not used to that. Like I'm always used to getting the colds or Mm -hmm. feeling these things. And actually just today I was, I don't know what I was researching. Oh, I was studying from a women's health book and it's like, oh, you might have adrenal fatigue if you have these symptoms. And I used to read those things and be like, oh my gosh, do I have adrenal fatigue? Like it was almost everything I would research. I'd be like, oh, is my thyroid out? Like, you know, and I read those things today and I was like, I I don't really relate. Like what, you know? (laughs) And I just, I just am noticing that I'm slowly getting healthier. So slowly that I, it's hard for me to even notice. And I think that's the beautiful thing about these practices is that it is slow medicine over time. And, but then when you stop and and look, and I do use the seasons and the changing of the seasons to reevaluate, mm-hmm. like the the time off that I took this summer with the podcast and social media and all these other things, I was just doing it because I felt like it was the right thing, but I didn't even notice like the deep healing that was happening that now when I read those things, I'm like, Oh, did that work? (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a different thing going on? You know, and I've, I've always got things to work on and, and health to gain, but it's really beautiful. The, the slow progression of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found just to add on to that a little bit, um, for me, I think part of it I'm responding to the thing about you finding the article about adrenal or reading about the adrenal fatigue. Mm -hmm. I think when you have these practices and just kind of the way that I felt with them as well is that there's a level of trust that I have with my body that I didn't before where I would be, I would do the same thing. I would read articles and be like, Oh my gosh, like that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. And just being in a health conscious um, and optimizing space in terms of work and learning. Like you said, there's always a place to kind of improve your health and outlook on life. But um, I've definitely come to a place where I just, I'm not really worrying about all those things. And I'm really just kind of trusting what my body is telling me as opposed to um, just forcing through life. Yeah. I think focusing on the healing habits that you love and that make sense 
and the and when it's plant medicine it's gonna check a lot of boxes it's not a one-to-one thing Mm -hmm. so it's like okay I'm gonna do these things for for my adrenals but then all of a sudden you find that your skin is clearer and Mm -hmm. your mental health is better and you know it, it just it really just it's the true meaning of holistic I feel like for sure yeah and that goes back to what I said in the beginning which is um you know our our the way that I look at plant medicine and the way that I've been taught and just the way I see the world is um you know preventing uh, preventative medicine is the best medicine and so much of that can come from food and plants are also food there's a lot of medicinal plants that you can eat obviously um and yeah I just my relationship with that has just gotten better over the years so so what are the things that you do right now so what what are you filling up your medicine cabinet with or your refrigerator (laughs) to um support yourself during this time of year so my uh well let me start with the number one thing that is doesn't cost a thing sleep (laughs) so like really good sleep (laughs) Um, I've heard of this. Yes, this this thing (laughs) called sleep. (laughs) Um, But you know, summer again is a time where you're just like most people are just going, going, going. There's more light. You know, our our for those of us in the northern hemisphere in the in fall, where we are shifting back towards the darkness, and there's nothing to fear. But sleeping, yeah, you know, getting into bed at relatively the same time every night and waking up at the same time, you know, every day sleep without, without sleep, you can take all the herbs in the world, but if you're not getting good, adequate sleep, it's really, it's just kind of futile from what I've seen. So that's one thing, you know, just having that established ritual for myself. And then in terms of plant medicine, my go-to fall, late summer, early fall, well, I kind of take it throughout the the, um, winter as well, but elderberry is my go-to. I start taking that in the late summer, just knowing what's coming and as a way to support my immune system in, you know, kids start going back to school. Everyone, you know, it doesn't even matter if you've got kids or not, or if you're out in public, you know, people are, most people are getting sick and harboring germs. And so you're going to be in it. It doesn't really matter where, because I work majority from home, but I still go out and, um, so elderberry, uh, what I use is a really nice, I, I don't, sometimes I make my own elderberry syrup in the fall. What I found, it usually only lasts about two weeks and I don't normally need to take that much over two weeks time. So I buy this elderberry, it's in a little squirt bottle. So you just squirt in your, the elderberry syrup in your mouth every morning. And I, it's part of my morning ritual. So when I'm like making my coffee and taking my multivitamins, I also take my elderberry syrup and it has like licorice and ginger and astragalus, which are all immune supporting herbs. And they also, you know, they ward off bacteria, viruses and other pathogens. So that's definitely my go-to. And that has been a ritual for me for, this is my, 
second year of being really intentional about it, but I have also done it um, in the past as well. But last year was the first year that I was really intentional and I didn't get sick at all. And I was, people in my house were sick who don't normally get sick. So I felt like I won. (laughs) Yes. You could probably find it online somewhere. Um, you just search like elderberry spray I'm sure a ton of stuff yeah because the thing is that there's a lot of elderberry syrups and those tend to be pretty expensive but this is what this one's in like a little two ounce bottle and I think it's like eight or nine dollars and it lasts quite a uh, quite a long time even with I'm you know I'm taking it every day but I think that's really important you know with if you are dealing with um like if you tend to get sick every fall and winter, it's just one way that you can help support your body with that. And there's a number of other things you can do to support your immune system. Um, but that I have found just to be a good, it's like insurance, right? Like it's my plant insurance for fall and winter. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's the things that you can do daily are going to be the most effective. And especially with plant medicine, I feel like once you get sick, there's stuff you can do to support you to get better, but there's nothing that's more effective than preventing it in the first place. Right. Yeah. So So elderberry, just to give people a cue on when to take it is like, if you start sneezing and coughing, if you have forgotten, for example, and you haven't been taking it every day and then you come home and you're like, Oh, my throat is itchy. Or you're starting to like get the runny nose, that's when you take like double, you know, like I double up on um, the amount. It's not like you can overdose or like um, really take too much of elderberry. And it's not that much anyway. It's like maybe a teaspoon altogether for a double dose. But, and then I do the same, I do that throughout the day. And then if you get sick, like you said, and you're, cause yeah, at that point, the elderberry is not really going to help you, but what will help when you're, um, when you're recovering from your sickness is echinacea. So people usually do the opposite and they take echinacea consistently where that's really better and more indicated when you've already been sick and you take it for a shorter amount of time rather than a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. With these ingredients, um, I'm finding that marketers and products that aren't so great are having a heyday with these ingredients. So there's like echinacea and everywhere now, and now I'm seeing elderberry everywhere. And so how can you decipher if it's a good product or not? Oh, I feel like that's pretty difficult to do. Like if you're just in the store trying, like just looking for something, right. Um, I tend to trust specific brands myself um, and purchase based on just history of those brands. Um, So Herb Farm is one that I trust. They're based in Southern Oregon. They can be found a lot of places. I'm sure you could find, have you ever seen them around? Yeah, yeah, there's a few natural food stores that sell them here, but Mm -hmm. I'm hopefully going to carry them at my studio soon. They're they're awesome. Yeah. They're amazing. Get some elderberry in there. Um, (laughs) yes. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's some plants and this can be, this is a whole other conversation, but there are some plants that are, you know, like over harvested. And so finding something that, you know, cause some, some, even if you're buying, uh, 
like raw, not raw herbs, but like you go to an apothecary or whatnot and um, you're buying it bulk. That's what I meant. <laughs> buying it bulk. Um, you know, it's important to make sure that things like if they're wild harvested, that they're actually like who's wild harvesting and like what's their process. You know, it's okay to ask questions. You don't know um, if they don't know. You know, you don't have to buy anything then and there. But there's a lot of plants. I'm trying to think. Um, American ginseng is one of those plants that is uh, has been over harvested in the wild. And so you can buy cultivated American ginseng and that, you know, it's not wild, but it is being grown in a more sustainable way. But those things, yeah, like the, this kind of conversation doesn't, isn't really out like super in the, in the open. It's more among herbalists, but, um, but I'm trying to think. Well, it yeah, really just depends. Yeah. Yeah, along those lines, that is something I'm seeing more of an awareness around is the popularity of plants are creating the death of the plants, <laughs> like yeah. for a, a lot of disrespect. So like white sage, for example, yep. smudging white sage has become this super hip thing to do so much so that people don't even know like where it came from, why they're doing it and they just want it. And so it's becoming a big problem of harvesting it. And so, yeah, that's one thing I've been trying to, to study more of is becoming aware of those kind of endangered um, plants or plants that are now on the watch list because they, at Palo Santo, like all of that is becoming, um, harder to get and and that's not good yeah oh it reminds me of when we were in joshua tree and mm -hmm. the, our airbnb host and ethnobotanist she took us on this amazing hike and uh basically asked us not to share where we were on social media because she didn't want people to come out and start harvesting the sage out there so so yeah i mean these are very real things that are happening uh i've seen i think it's like urban outfitters they they're selling a like a, a packet of um yeah like a smudge kit basically that's totally commodified and is being shown as like a self-care thing and like so that's a whole that is really like another conversation like <laughs> yeah, the whole yes, commo <laughs> commodification of self-care but um I think a really great resource is to go to an apothecary specifically if you have access to one, you don't have access to one, um, see if you can get connected to an herbalist. Uh, you can always message me uh, if you're listening and you're curious about these things. And because I'm, you know, well, both of us are more tapped into this, you know, plant world. So we can kind of figure these things out and point people in the right direction. Um, but yeah, you're not going to see. Uh, a, a, like a an American ginseng uh, product that's going to say like I mean it it will say, like some if they're responsible they will say like oh we wild or we um, cultivate this ourselves over wild harvesting um, but again herb farm is like that's the number one that I trust, and they're like full-on tinctures you can buy online and get them at you know natural grocer type of stores. And then 
The other brand that does supplements, I'm trying to think, they're also based in Oregon, of course, and they do a lot of their own growing. I will let you know. I think it might even be Oregon Harvest or something like that. But, um, and then in terms of education, if people are like really into it, they can, uh, Mountain Rose Herbs is a pretty good resource to understand if they look at, you know, they go onto Mountain Rose Herbs and search whatever plant it is, there will be like a history and there'll be information on the actual product page. I will tell you a little bit about the history of it and um, what it's traditionally used for. And then if there are any kind of cultivation concerns. So people want to educate themselves on that. There's definitely a good place to go. Yeah. It's worth going down the rabbit hole um, on your own time. (laughs) And I will say just to like add on to that in terms of, um, you know, we can talk about products and, and like, companies, but I think the true heart of herbalism is learning how to grow these things yourself and, you know, kind of relearning this because it's not, you know, our, we come from generation generations that were very um, comfortable and relied, they're very comfortable in growing things. They relied on them for their health and for their food. And uh, modern society has kind of divorced us from that, but we can be empowered and we can empower ourselves and each other to Uh, learn more about these natural ways of living in the world. So that's what I definitely encourage. It's been fun to be growing things. I've been getting back into it. So yeah, one thing that I've learned or that's come into my path this past summer has been meeting people in my hometown that are growing this stuff because I'm not the best gardener and I just have my potted herbs and things um, (laughs) in very small amounts. Um, Every year I'm getting a little bit better, but I met these magical women in my community that have these urban farms or they live out in the country and it, and I'm able to develop relationships with them. So even if you don't grow your own, there are people out there that are growing it and have an abundance because that's just what they do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's been really fun to just meet some people in my community. And one thing I learned about smudging in particular is taking something that is maybe from another area, um, like, okay, white sage, I don't want to be using that, but I still really love that tradition of smudging. So what can I use here? And So I've been using rosemary, sage I've grown myself, and other dried things that burn and create a smoke. And, you know, and it's been even more powerful in my practices than buying something from some random store that has no idea what it is. You know what I mean? So I think there's, it's powerful medicine to even dig into your own cultures what was your heritage like what were their version of that tradition because if you dig deep enough people have different versions of the same thing and so how can you modify that in a way that will resonate with your body on a more cellular level so it's just an experiment you know there's definitely things from other cultures that i deeply connect with and respect and, um, 
but there's also what that does is invites a, a deeper question of like, what is close to me that I could explore or experience? And that's been a really fun adventure lately for me. I love that. And how have you connected with these women, that the urban farming women? Oh gosh, honestly, I remember I did a training. Well, I went to Belize to study mm-hmm. my abdominal massage and I was talking to the other students and they're like, oh, I can't wait to go home and connect with my herbalism friends. Cause that's such a big part of the modality um, is plant medicine. And, or the teacher would be like, you know, find your herbal communities. And I'm like, I don't have one. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. And so I just, there was all of a sudden I had this, this void of, I don't know. I don't know people in my area. Like, what do I do? And then like, couple weeks after I got home, um, someone randomly said like, oh, have you met so-and-so? And I'm like, no. Like, oh, you should just go to her house. She has this amazing garden. I think you'd really like her. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I did. And she was awesome. She loves it when people just stop by. So um, I just kind of had an invitation in my heart as cheesy as that sounds but it was all of a sudden these people started coming out of the woodwork and then I met a gal through that who was um, starting an herbalism Facebook group and then wanted to host classes so now there are herb classes being taught at my studio and I just can't believe it because just months ago I was like there's nobody in Fargo that does this I don't know where my people are but they're here and they're there and I think we get so caught up in our routines and what we're currently doing that we just don't think that there are other people around, but there are. And I think it's just getting curious to be like, okay, could I go to a farmer's market or go to my local natural grocery store and just start talking to people in the old fashioned way, you know? Right. <laughs> well, and I love that it was something that you realized you could start yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does. Sometimes that is what happens. Like sometimes it's, if you can't find what you need or the community that you're looking for, sometimes it's like, you got to put up your flag and be like, hello, mm-hmm. I'm here. And then that draws people in as well. So, and I think there yeah. is something else working in my favor and that is a growing awareness of herbalism and plant medicine. I feel like more and more people are really wanting this. More people are wanting to bring back the traditions that earlier generations didn't think were cool enough. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I think because we are without it so much now, there's a deeper part of ourselves that just is craving to get it back. And I feel like it's calling to us and we're finding it, you know, and I, other people in healing modalities and professions, there is this kind of like feeling of responsibility, like, well, I'm going to be the one that keeps these traditions alive. And back in the day, there was always a, a village healer or a family healer. There was somebody that took it on and was willing to do the work. And I feel like that's been 
part of my identity evolution lately is being like, I think that's me. <laughs> I think that I'm, I think I'm going to do that. And so I'm just leaning into it now instead of fighting it. And it feels awkward and I, and I'm intimidated and, and all these things, but it also feels totally normal and what I'm meant to be doing with my time, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I'm inspired because I, I think I just had a realization also that I am kind of that person, but I haven't, (laughs) (laughs) but I haven't like, I don't know. It's funny because people come to my house and you know, I've got rosemary growing and lemon balm and tomatoes and calendula and all this stuff. And you know, people come over and I make them fresh lemon balm tea. And I'm like, here, please, please take some because I can't ever use all of this. Um, but something that just came to mind that sounded really nice that I might do in the future is like uh, an herbal circle, right? Like bringing people together and teaching them how to do just for the sake of, of doing it, like not as a business thing, but really as like a community, like giving back to the community and bringing people together to kind of like relearn these things that like you said have been such an integral part of our like generations past but we just have kind of forgotten them and I think it's super empowering when we remember what the heck you know our great grandmas and whatnot have had done you know and everyone before them mm-hmm. or forever <laughs> right and one thing that I did is I'm not I'm moving into more of a space where I feel comfortable teaching herbalism more, but I still feel like such a learner. Um, But, and I hope I always feel that way, honestly. (laughs) But I think that, I mean, what I did simply was I just hosted an herb swap at my studio. And I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, you have an abundance in your garden. So, I mean, everyone's trying to unload stuff on people. So it's like, you (laughs) probably have something else that this other person doesn't have. So let's just get together and share. And if you don't have anything to share, who cares? People need people to take it, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. in an apartment or whatever. And so I just put the invitation out there and I, I swear like all of my happy hormones, like all cylinders were firing. It was like the most fun thing to have my studio full of herbs. And this one woman brought in a huge armful of calendula and like tall roots and all. She's just like, well, I got this. (laughs) And I'm like, that's amazing. And so like, it was just this, it was so cool to see people I didn't know show up and then what people ended up bringing. And then I just sat back and let them commune over it. And and communed with them. And it was just like, it's so simple and it's so easy to do. You just have to make the space and put out the invitation and just have fun with it and let it feel that community, feel the the plants in person, but also the personal connection you're making. It's so rare these days. And it's such a simple thing. I think we just are all waiting for an invitation or else we're going to get stuck in our ruts and our routines so that sounds amazing being around plant people is just I highly recommend it <laughs> we're it's so a, weird a plus experiences <laughs> <laughs> well for real, I yeah. feel like I don't know I feel like a lot of the people that I've spent you know the last few years learning alongside 
it's been, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we connected on a deeper level. We were able to nerd out about plants. We got outside. And yeah, I guess it has a lot to do also with what you value and what you think is important. And those are my most, some of my most central values, like being in nature, plants in my life at all times, friends. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just feel that the connection in those situations is deeper than a lot of other ones. And I, I don't know you know, as a business owner, sometimes you have to do like, you don't have to, but you do some networking and sometimes it's just like not, it falls a little flat, Mm -hmm. but. (laughs) Well, and I think how this relates to moving into fall winter is I feel like the relationships I cultivated this summer, I don't have to work so hard now in the winter and I've got some people, you know, and I think like, we, it is a time for more introspection and hibernation, but if we don't really make an effort with community, that isolation is going to get really out of balance. And so I feel like the fall is such a good time to be social and to reconnect or cultivate some either groups of people in your community or set yourself up to, to have community in these next couple of months, sign up for a, a class that's going to last six weeks, you know, or whatever, just uh, give yourself some framework for community or else you're just going to have a relationship with Netflix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like you're literally talking directly to me and it's <laughs> amazing because yeah, I, I, it's, it's a very interesting time for me as well as a small business owner, because I, this time of year tends to be my busiest time, which is kind of ironic uh, because, you know, the the summer is the slowest time, the winter is the busiest time, but it kind of goes along with the cycles of um, the holidays and gift giving and all of that. So it makes sense, but, but yeah, I think that's a really great reminder just to stay connected or be get connected with other folks, you know, making that intention to, I think something that is kind of helpful is like setting a, not like a, like a must do, but, you know, meeting up with people once a week or um, trying, like you said, trying something new, trying a new class for six weeks that will kind of span the time. Like that's, Fall is a, a fun time for that, for yeah. community, learning new things, even just putting having, down, putting down roots. having people over for dinner, taking your crock pot out and making like your first <laughs> batch of warm soup for the season. Like that can be really comforting. Um, Yum. I know that's, I mean, Chilly. you can tell what's on my mind. Really. <laughs> um, so before we, we end up here, we definitely got on some really great <laughs> things. <laughs> that are important to talk about. If you're ever wondering what it's like when Kristen and I just do a catch-up chat, we just, this is what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> we don't stay very focused and we just start <laughs> going off on important topics. Um, but if you could sum up some of your your go-to practices um, to support yourself this mm-hmm. time of year that you haven't mentioned yet, what would they be? Okay. Yeah. So um, I've got my like, 
fall tips. I can give you this link also to share. I'm going to post it on my blog, but um, so I, I mentioned a lot of them in terms of other kind of practices to uh, integrate more into your life in fall. I would definitely recommend looking at food as medicine. So going back to what you just said about eating those like warming soups um, and stews and um, focusing on plants that are going to be really warming to the body. And um, like, this is not, it is a food, but ginger and ginger tea, like that is a food. I consider that food as medicine. That is also really helpful at um, supporting the gut and the immune system. And if you're someone who runs pretty cold, ginger can be a really great friend during this transitional season. Um, and then I cannot, no herbalist is officially an herbalist if they don't talk about fire brew or fire cider. Yes. And that is like a classic um, thing for the fall and winter seasons. I have to also say that right now they're doing uh, the women out, the women who are running this are at, were at Brightonbush when I was there and they were talking about how there's a corporation that's trying to like steal the like this name fire cider has been like the name forever and this company is trying to essentially like take it from herbalists trademark it yes thank you that. yep uh so yeah there's still it's like getting super it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed so there's no resolution there yet but that being said you can still it's still a thing you can still make it uh you can still <laughs> buy these things they're you're not going to find them as fire cider but i call mine fire brew uh, because I like to be sassy like that. Um, <laughs> it's my, it's like a witch's brew, right? Mm -hmm. So that has all your immune supporting, uh, plants. So you've got the base is pretty much like ginger, garlic, cayenne pepper, horseradish. It's very pungent, but you sweeten it. So you add all these things you can, add, I also like to add in blood orange and lemon for a little bit of a zesty thing. Uh, rose hips you can put in there. And then you let it all sit in apple cider vinegar for, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks, strain it out, add honey, and then you just kind of, you can add it to water, you can put it on your salad, you can take it straight if you're brave. <laughs> um, and that is really helpful in just supporting the immune system throughout the season as well. And yeah, if you make it yourself, you can customize it and you can also purchase them at, you know, natural food stores. Um, who... I can let you know if there's, I can't think of a company off the top of my head that sells them, but there's a lot these days. Yeah. I've seen them around. Um, yeah. What do you recommend for your skin? Okay. So skin, my, my favorite practice in the winter or fall and winter is lymphatic brushing. So this is kind of a one-two uh, punch where if you're, uh, if you get a kind of like hard, not hard, but like rough brushed what am I talking about they're like they're not marketed as a lymph like mover but they're like a hard bristled brush and you use it to dry brush your skin before you hop in the shower and what that does is it supports your immune system and you're through your lymph system so you're actually like manually moving the lymph in your body and not only is that supportive to your overall uh, immunity and whole body health but it's also supporting the exfoliation of your skin. And so you will have smoother, nice skin. And um, it just helps with circulation as well. So 
you know, if boosting your immune system is not, you know, top priority, if you're doing some other things, it still is it just, it feels amazing. Like have, if you've done it before, it just is very invigorating. And then, um, it is a season in terms of like topical care. It is a season of, um, you know, we're, there's a lot more dry, um, less humidity. So we're going to be feeling pretty dry and, um, that's kind of like an outside in and inside out thing. So staying hydrated is really important and drinking your herbal teas, but, um, from the outside, making sure that you're not only moisturizing your skin. So from my line, I would do like flower bud and wild glow in combination as my morning ritual. And then I've actually been using the truth seeker skin salve as a protective layer. Like that's something that feels really amazing, you know, on damp skin. And that just gives you, you know, for your day, it gives you a little bit of added protection. Um, it, like, it's considered like an occlusive layer. So it keeps the moisture in and prevents the moisture from, uh, what is that word? Coming like, out of your skin. Expel. Uh, it's not the uh, word. I'm, protruding. I'm losing the word. Like, I, like just dehydrating. That's not the word I'm thinking of, but um, yeah. So taking an extra, like extra care to keep the moisture in your skin um, and doing the same thing at night. So making sure that you're still uh, massaging your skin and using your favorite oils, you can make your own, do that. I highly recommend it. Um, and then, well, part of the collection now is the full moon cleansing balm also, which is an amazing cleanser. Oh, it's my night. favorite thing ever. <laughs> yes. I love it so much. And it lasts so long. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, you know, you can use it. It's not an over, like an, uh, a very over cleansing experience. So you're not going to, if you do it in the morning, you can actually use it as kind of that like occlusive layer and add on the, a little bit of oil and water or toner to that. Um, and then do the same thing at night and just staying consistent with it because our skin is going to be feeling it, especially as we come in to, to winter. And yeah, if there's, there's some other, um, I'll just mention. So like shea butter is a really, that's in the full moon cleansing balm, but shea butter, mango butter, beeswax, um, there's a couple other butters, but those, if they're combined with a little bit of oil, and mixing them together and using that as your well you can't do that with beeswax but with the with the butters combining that maybe like one to two with oil you can create your own kind of like diy occlusive thing if you need really like deep moisture and i find that some people do need that especially if you're living in you know very very cold frigid places mm -hmm. uh, or high altitude places i'm thinking of adding something like that to the collection but i haven't yet but you get there next whips. year <laughs> all all the whipped things <laughs> yeah <sighs> but yeah those that's what I would recommend and um and yeah get outside get that sunshine when it's out mm -hmm. like really yeah. embrace it it's good for your skin it's good for your immune system it's good for your spirit yeah yeah I would say as a closing thought also is just be mindful during this season change and during this time, it is affecting us on so many different levels and it doesn't take that much time to 
support ourselves mm-hmm. and to tweak what we're currently doing in a way that is suitable for this season and each season. And so just fall in love with the idea of nourishing yourself and let it be fun. Let it be a part of what you do. And you'll notice it will make a a huge difference. So, and I'm going to put up a seasonal guide. I'm going to start doing these guides. I love and it. I'm saying it now. So I do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but just as a free resource on my website, um, just things to consider about each season. So there will be a guide for you all on my website. And Kristen will link to your stuff in the show notes. And I'm going to talk to you later about providing something special for my Patreon supporters. So stay tuned for that. I'll probably just say it after this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) This is how prepared I am people. Okay. (laughs) But thank you so much for coming on again, Kristen. And um, be sure to follow her at Lagome Body Co. Lagombody.co. Yes, yes, correct. And when is this going live? Next week? Yeah. So the first week of October. Okay. Oh, you so still have your sale going on. I still have a sale going on yes. I, because I am moving across the country. I'm doing a sale right now and it's 30% off, which is like, I have never done that before. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I'm feeling a little crazy. So I'm doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so logonbody.co. Um, the code is moving sale 30 for 30% off. It doesn't have um, any um, like restrictions. It's whatever you want to buy and then just a flat 30% off. And then, um, yeah, if anyone is interested in finding out what ritual works for you at the top of my website, there is a daily um, ritual method and you can click on that little link to learn more about kind of the overall Uh, product line and how to use it but if you want something customized to you I'm happy to do I love doing little like um, complimentary consults to learn more about your skin and what would work best for you and kind of your lifestyle so feel free to email me as well and I have just a contact page on my website that you can email me from awesome highly recommend 10 out of 10 100 (laughs) percent 11 out of 10 oh yeah oh yeah I would go there okay well thank you Kristen went there Thank you, Randy. It's been a blast, as always. Yes. So, yes, we did obviously decide on a Patreon offer for you a whole body wellness guide for fall. And again, it's a $40 value. It's worth way more than that uh, in what you get. And I've already learned a lot from it and we'll be adopting even more of these practices. And while you still can get in on her 30% off moving sale, I highly recommend the full moon cleansing balm we talked about. Seriously, it's my favorite thing. And you'll really want to get in on that at a discount um, in the last year long time. So head over to lagonebody.co and use the code movingsale30. I also link to the fire brew she mentioned and her top eight rituals summed up on a blog. Um, I'll do that in the show notes. And one thing I didn't mention but it's a great resource for medicinal plant conservation, education, and activism. 
And that's a group called United Plant Savers. And you can find them on Instagram at United Plant Savers or at unitedplantsavers.org. And please let me know your biggest takeaways from this episode or what your rituals that you're going to be adopting this fall season. And you can do that by connecting with me on Instagram at naturallyrandyk. That's naturally R-A-N-D-I-K-A-Y. And better yet, post about it and about the episode and tag me so I can see it and repost it and share the love. You can also leave a review on iTunes. That makes a huge difference. And join us in the Patreon community at patreon.com slash simple self-care. Oh, and if you want this podcast and more updates from me delivered right to your inbox, please subscribe to the simple letters over at naturallyrandyk.com slash newsletter. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Randy K, a holistic wellness practitioner and educator. Through my online resources and one-on-one mentoring programs, I teach women holistic ways to tune into their inner wisdom and establish healing seasonal practices so they can know how to heal their own pain and feel healthy and at home from the inside out. And until we meet again, take good care and enjoy the journey.